Good morning, Wisconsin. It's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Come give us your thoughts on the old National Bank talk and text line at 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. Now here's your host, Sandy Max and Steve Scafidi. And good morning, everybody. Yes, Sandy Max moves from the afternoon to the morning show, where I've been sitting for about six and a half years. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you very much. Are you I'm excited about this thrilled day? thrilled to be here. Thank you for welcoming me into the studio, and thanks to Eric and Vince for laying the foundation and getting us started today. So many things have to happen. You and I have been part of all the away-from-the-mic conversations to make this happen. It's exciting for a lot of different reasons, but I think we're going to spend this next hour kind of setting up the future because this is a new thing. This is not me talking. It's me and Sandy talking, and you're certainly bringing your all kinds of layers of of different experiences. I would also say it's you and I talking with you. Yeah, obviously the the listeners are, are first and foremost. That's one of the great things about this new show it's about you. It's informing you, engaging, educating, entertaining, all the, all the things we've already done in the past in a different way. So I'm super excited about it. You and I have had so many conversations leading up to this that it's, it's great to finally be able to talk about it on the air and, and start Put launching this. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So we'll spend the hour kind of talking about you and I. Now, I've been in this chair for a while. You've been in the afternoon for about six months, six mm-hmm. and a half months. Yeah. With John and Greg. Yeah. yeah. So yep. now you kind of get to stretch in a different way. Certainly a lot more listener engagement, right? Yeah, because the afternoon news show is structured, and I love that. News, and we have times that we have to be in and out, so you have to choose what you say very smartly, very specifically. Uh, When we're talking to different reporters, there's just a limited amount of time and moving pretty quickly from one subject to another, which is great and a great format. This format is a little looser, in a way that allows us to get a little deeper or explore an angle of an issue or a topic, whether it's a fun topic or a serious topic, and just dig a little deeper and have time. Because sometimes there are times on the afternoon where we're talking about a subject and people have opinions and and experiences with it, but by the time they've called in or texted in, we've got to move on. You're off to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, we've got to move on to the next subject. So we'll have a little more time to flesh out those conversations and yeah, get more voices. We can voices. stretch those conversations when when it's appropriate. And, and you can always join us, by the way, 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking tax line. We encourage that participation. Throughout the next 45-plus minutes, we're going to kind of learn about Sandy. I'll, I think most people know about me. And, you know, the big things are, was a mayor once, and people get irritated when I mention that. But it's a I drinking a, game? The co- we take yes, a sip of coffee uh, when Packers you mention that? Packers season ticket holder. It's all the gardener. Those are the, like, the things that people know about me and radio host, yeah, of course. That's, we're, I'm getting paid in tomatoes, friends. <laughs> yes. that, is, uh, that is my pay. Which some would argue is the best kind of pay. Sure. Pest-free. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the pictures I posted last night, but the garden looked pretty good, even not. in this drought. Are you tweeting that photo out? I'm tweeting that. you got to get more active on Twitter. It's not that... Uh, <laughs> Here's what the deal is. Summertime, screen time? No, I want to be outside, especially now that we got the Canadian wildfire smoke out of the way. Don't you I mean, tether the first your smartphone to you so you can post pictures from outside? No. Mm. I, I, I've gotten away from that more. Well, good for and you. Now I've got it on me so I can count how many paces. Well, now you're going to change that back because I'm going to pester you with text and, and tweets. I, I, all, all text. But I also feel like in my life, I, it's it's that social media challenge of... Do people really care what I'm doing? 
But then sometimes I think I'm having experiences where you do want to see, like, are the Northern Lights, are we going to see them Thursday on Thursday night? night? That's yeah, a so, cool thing. Like, I would share that because I think I have friends around the country who would be interested in seeing what the Milwaukee view of the Aurora Borealis is. But I think for a lot of points, like, oh, I was smitten by this squirrel sc- scampering around a tree. Maybe people don't want to see that. Maybe it's just a Sandy moment. My wife says I'm fascinated by squirrels. I don't like squirrels, <laughs> but she goes, whenever I see one, I comment on it. Were you a dog in a past life? I don't know, but I, I the squirrels fascinate me because they're, <laughs> they're always in my business. They're digging stuff up. They're like screaming around my fence. I don't like it. I will tell you that I was recently entertained by a squirrel in our backyard who seemed like the mulch had catnip in it. It was it was erratic and entertaining and acrobatic. Something in that mulch fascinated <laughs> that squirrel. So we're going to spend the next 45 minutes or so learning about you, why you think this is the, the right mix, because I certainly think it is. That's oh. part of why you're here, because I think there's a dynamic here that we're really going to tap into. But again, we want you to be part of this. So if you have a question or comment, Throw it on the text line, Old National Bank, 855-616-1610. We'll take a break. We'll take a breath. We're launching this thing, this bad boy, this bad girl. WTMJ (laughs) now is happening right now on WTMJ. Join us. This is big stuff. You're part of it. I'm part of it. And all of you are part of it. We'll take a break. We'll find out about Sandy. Some things maybe we didn't know about Sandy after this on WTMJ. Indeed, WTMJ now, Sandy Max, these committee on WTMJ. Just got a text from a friend in Minneapolis watching on the stream. Says it looks and sounds fantastic. Thank you, WTMJ.com. You can watch the show and you can listen to the show streaming. So we're getting some nice texts from people welcoming you to the 9 to noon slots. Very kind. On the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. We encourage you anytime to uh, be part of the show. Thank you to 414 for a nice welcome. Uh, 262 says, go Sandy, don't pester her with trivial stuff. So that was for me. I don't think that you will. I don't think that you will. And Ryan West Bend, looking forward to something new. So uh, we have some regular features that you have come to know and love, especially the Friday Political Power Hour, which I'm very excited that you're going to, that we are going to continue on WTMJ yeah. now. Bill McCosh and Joseph Pecky, 9 o'clock every Friday. And I'm going to continue, we'll continue some of the other things. We're still kind of tweaking how that's going to be, because that's what Steve said is was great when it was just me, but there's two of us now. So I want to capture some of what you say and and question and challenge our audience to figure out what did she say on that particular topic? So we're going to we'll tweak that. In the next few weeks, we'll kind of sort all that out. I'm going to take a slight break from the Steve Roll the Roll because I want to figure out how I can involve you in that a little bit. I don't know. I think you, if you want to be the ruler of the world and you've got your own uh, distinct things that should happen, I've heard those. I think you can rule the world by let, yourself. Let me ask, I can let me ask you this question. Hmm. If I ruled the world, would this be a good world? I would say yes. The answer is yes, Sandy. Yeah, I would, yeah. yeah that's not know, a hard one. I know you're leading me there, but <laughs> but this is one of the things that I have thoroughly enjoyed because I've been a WTMJ fan before I worked here, and it's it's been a go-to resource for me for what's happening in our state, uh, get a sense check of what people are talking about, and stay up to date on the news. So I've listened for quite some time, and I really appreciate your approach to bringing different perspectives and that's why i bring up the political power hour is we all don't have to agree on every single emma i don't agree with my boyfriend i don't agree with my mom on everything so that's natural human behavior but how you deal with those differences and how you open your mind to those differences is how we can all get along better or at least create a better understanding if you don't want to be my best friend that's fine but at least let's understand each other and not shout bumper stickers at each other and just isolate each other because oh you said one thing once that i really didn't like 
and I'm going to just ostracize you. So I feel that you bring that to the conversation on the air. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I think that's something that I pride myself on. And I've talked about this before. There is a there was a uniqueness to being being, I think, the first person in this market to do it, to show that there are two sides to listen to the I'm, I'm not saying I don't have an opinion. I have a strong opinion on a lot of things. But to hear the voices of on one side, Tammy Baldwin, the other side, Ron Johnson, Governor Evers, Gov, former Governor Walker. The, it's important to see their perspective on many of the issues that all impact all of us. And that will continue going forward. Now, I want to spend some time in this hour learning about Sandy Mac. So I, I kind of know the, the story because I've been with you a lot figuring all this stuff out over mm-hmm. the last few months. But for folks who don't know, it's like, who's the Sandy Max lady that's in the studio with Steve today? Start start at the beginning and kind of work through it. <laughs> well, I uh, grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, and I came to Milwaukee because I attended Marquette University. I wanted to go to a great broadcasting school and eventually live in Chicago. That was my that was my goal. Why Chicago? Uh, there's a radio station in Chicago that is just world renowned for their musicality. They're mm. called WXRT. Right. And uh, Chicago's finest rock. And my parents, we used to drive up to Chicago the first weekend of December uh, as a kid to come see the Christmas windows when Marshall Fields used to decorate. We used to walk up and down Michigan Avenue and State Street. And there's just something about the city of Chicago that I I felt comfortable and really enjoyed. And that was a good family memory for me and a good tradition. And we would hear that radio station. My father was in radio uh, in his early career. He was in TV and radio news. And he actually was in music radio in the '60s. In so you're Michigan a legacy a hire. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm a legacy hire, but Nepo baby. No, he, well, unfortunately, he passed away in 2015, uh. so uh, he could not uh, grease any wheels for me here no. whatsoever. Uh, but I think spiritually and the universe-wise, uh, he's up there rooting for me. Uh, we made this big announcement on Friday, which would have been his birthday. Um, but he was very proud of me being able to make my way in radio and also in television at PBS, at Milwaukee PBS. That's another way that you may recognize my face or voice. I've hosted an Emmy award-winning show there called The Arts Page for the past 10 seasons. Do you have an Emmy like on a shelf at your home? I do. That's wild. I will bring it in if it's... Uh, I'd love to see one. I've never touched one. Of interest. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's always an honor to be nominated, and I always mean it, but man, it's to get one for the work that you do and the Emmy that uh, I have is the statuette is for stitching history from the Holocaust. And it was a feature that we did on the arts page about a collaboration with the Jewish Museum Milwaukee and the Milwaukee Repertory Theater uh, and the costume department because letters were found in an attic in Bayview from family members who were trying to escape in Germany. It wasn't Germany. It was like Yugoslav, but one of the neighboring... Europe. Europe, and they had written trying to get here because Americans could try and get family members out. And the woman of the couple, Hedy Sternod, was a fashion designer. And they discovered in this attic in Bayview these fashion designs. I remember that story because I was like, wow, that's amazing. And it was a suggestion by people who would attend Jewish Museum Milwaukee. They were like, why don't you recreate these outfits? These are so cool. So the Milwaukee Repertory Costume Department is is world class. We are so lucky to have the rep here. All the people behind the scenes could be in New York. They're that talented, but they choose to be here. So I can't say enough about if you've seen a Christmas Carol once, you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. the set design, the costumes. So the costume department did tons of research, even using the fabrics that would have been around in the 40s to, to create these, 
these costumes, these fashion design, these dresses, and then they put them on display at Jewish Museum of Milwaukee. And now that's a traveling exhibition to teach people about the Holocaust. And it all originated here by people collaborating. But so it's a very profound story about the loss of talent during the Holocaust. And not just talent, but humans, people. But done in just such a creative, connective way that you would think like, ah, do I really care about fashion? When you find out the level of, of dedication and the story that continues. That's what I love about your experiences in media and even outside of media. You bring like a richness and a passion for these stories. I could tell just listening to you and watching you talk about that story. Incredible history brought to life in our era with a story that you told. Well, and it's funny, and just because you asked about the bling, which, you know, people are like, oh, well, sure, she wants to show off her statuette. She'll bring it in and show it on the live stream. It's like, right. but it does stand for something. It, it, it is a project that it means a ton to me. And I believe in public television, as I know a lot of people do. And I, I like to bring that, not the, you know, you say public television, but not the stuffiness that you might think of or the old fashionedness. This girl loves some Lawrence Welk. I'm not talking about that, but just bringing that. I challenge you to watch two minutes of public television about anything, whether it's butterflies or rocket science, and go, eh, I'm not interested. Within two minutes, you're watching that. I love PBS. You're curious. Yeah, so, Especially local PBS. So it's like such to, great work. I'd like to bring that dynamic to, to WTMJ now, where if we just said we're going to talk about Sandy and people went, not so interested, uh, or we're going to talk about finances or whatever, I'd like people to give us two minutes and, and I hope that we will draw you in yeah and we're not because do, we're, we're giving not, you we're information. not going to do this every day we're this is yeah, like no, the first day be so. the sandy show every yeah, day yeah so we're, we're hey. gonna and as a matter of fact today we have a Summerfest story because i'm fascinated it's our show poll today you can find it on, on our uh, our twitter account at 620 wtmj or on my page at wtmj steve give me a follow if you could about what people think of the three weekend format mm -hmm. i think that's a, a local story and i can tell you right now most people don't like the three weekend format at least judging by the polling and I'll be interested to discuss this because I think if people are new to Milwaukee or it's a new festival experience for them, maybe the weekends are fine and dandy and it doesn't make a difference. But for those of us who still have Summerfest pins and have gone for years and years mm -hmm. and years and fondly remember 11 straight days, is it just the change that's different? Right. Which, hello, we're experiencing change here at WTMJ now. So Absolutely. Change cannot always be welcome but give it a chance and we'll talk about that because you worked at summerfest and i was a fan at summerfest my show was was not broadcasting live yours was wisconsin afternoon news at the time so we'll dip into that in 10 o'clock hour you can always join the conversation sandy said it earlier 855-616-1620 the old national bank talking text line all right i want to continue the conversation about you you've done a lot of radio work mm -hmm. fm AM, of course, with Wisconsin Afternoon News with John McCure and Greg. We'll talk a little bit about that, how that leads into our newest adventure. You're listening, of course, to WTMJ Now, of course, on WTMJ. Steve and Sandy, Sandy and Steve, I don't care how you say it, but there's two people working this show now, and, and I'm thrilled to celebrate that announcement this morning. Not the announcement, the launch of the show uh, with Sandy Max, radio legend. So you worked in FM for a long time, right? I did. Yeah. I did. What did you... Like, I'm not a huge fan of FM. If I want music, I'll just play my own music. And I've, and, and I've, I've, you and I have talked about this before. The, the banter on FM, also not a fan. Now, you've done that That's work. That's so funny to me, though, because the, the, I love that you're calling it FM. Uh, but the stations <laughs> that I have worked for uh, around this area, rock stations, also top 40 station. In the, in the early 2000s, when I was also a Brewers game day host... I was also the midday gal at uh, 99 WMYX. Mm -hmm. So like that wasn't a really talk-heavy 
Like when you talk about banter, it was like I was on during your work day and playing a whole bunch of music, trying to give away money. It's the and... little snippets of banter that I never cared much for. But when you say it banter, like, is it back and forth or just me telling you, just you hey, tell Nickelback is coming to town? Yeah, no, you, you did it in a better way than most people. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The, the, like the snippets of like dumb information that they weave in a lot of these shows. I'm not you saying are you. so funny. Well, I guess FM radio just isn't for you, but I thoroughly enjoy it. So I... I I've enjoyed my experiences in rock radio and top forty radio, and I was on eighties radio in Chicago and totally loved it. Um, yeah. Well, you got to. I love I mean, music. You worked in the market that you wanted to work in. I mean, you, you've kind of choreographed a pretty interesting career. Uh, choreographed it makes it sound like I had a grand plan, but there are a lot of being in the right place at the right time and putting in the work. And you left out the bad stuff. Is there bad stuff? <laughs> um, oh, there's well, oh, we've all had those jobs. Sure, we sure, have. there's bad stuff. Of I don't course. know. We don't dwell in the negative. Well, it's just yeah. I honestly, this is. I have been so grateful as we have made this announcement about WTMJ now partnering with you from nine till noon, having these conversations, news opinions, Wisconsin. It is like anything. When you look back on your life a little bit, no matter what age you are, if you can pull back and go, you know what? I wouldn't appreciate this as much. It's the rainy days and the sunny days. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't appreciate this role, this position now as much as I do if it had all been a walk in the park. If I didn't have to uh, have some challenges and some crummy bosses to butt my head against and and that sort of thing, so I'm I'm grateful. Yeah, the crummy bosses are often the best stories. We got to take another break <laughs> and then continue the conversation. We'll change the names. Yes, to protect the innocent or the not so innocent. Yeah, to protect the jerks. Yes, and we've all worked for jerks. Yeah. All right, Sandy Max, Steve, on this what day is it? Tuesday. Tuesday, July 11th. I got Monday in my head. Seven Eleven. Yes. All right. Not the fast food. Version. I'm sure there's a Slurpee out there somewhere. Are there 7-Elevens still around? Not not too much. Not too many. All right, we got to get to break. We're late <laughs> for break. We've already done. We've already broken the the uh, the barrier on that. We'll take. A, I was going to say news is next, but we don't do that at the bottom anymore. The break is happening right now. Sandy, Steve, WTMJ now. Stephen, Sandy, Max, joining WTMJ now as of this morning. Although we've been working on this for weeks, uh, it's exciting. It's fun. It's new. What we're well, I'm going to let you read some of the text because a lot of people are identifying some of the things that were elements of my show that may be elements of the new show and also some great listener feedback on other things. You, and you're always welcome to join the show. The Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, if you don't already have it in your phone, is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. And uh, from the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, Andy in Burlington. Good morning, Steve and Sandy. Welcome to the morning, Sandy. Thank you. I do have my big cup of coffee. Uh, a question for each for both of you. Steve, will you continue to have Ask Steve Anything? Yeah, we're going to do uh, That's actually scheduled for Wednesdays at 11. We'll see how that works, but we're going to do a, 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 a mixed version of that, you and I. And so what Ask is, Us Anything. What or, is Ask Steve Anything? Audience, listeners, fans can ask any question they would like, and I do my best to answer it, so we will do our best to uh -huh. answer it. Uh-huh. So now, it's exactly what it sounds like. Yes, and you know, I've been stumped. <laughs> Somebody asked a shoelace question once, and I, I still don't even remember the question, but... I'm occasionally stumped on these things. Often they're opinions. So they're mathematical. Not. Oh, you're saying, yeah. Don't ask me about square math. roots. My wife Kathy would would blow me away with her mathematical expertise, but I'm not going to answer questions like that. That's so her, don't send them in. That's her skill. And then uh, Andy's other question is uh, for me, Sandy. Will you be bringing your knowledge of arts and entertainment to the show? And Andy, I'm delighted to say uh, yes. I think that there is uh, curiosity about the creativity we have here in our area. And that is one of the joys of my life, being part of Milwaukee PBS's The Arts Page Show. And I'm telling you, we have such a creative community here. Whenever I have met a musician or interviewed them for the show, every artist I have met has said, oh, 
well, if you like this, you know, there's this sculptor, there's this dancer, there's this painter, there's this writer. We have a really collaborative, creative community here in arts and crafts, and I'm delighted to spotlight that. And I think that we have tons of entertainment uh, in our area. I know we have tons of entertainment in our area. And as we all continue to continue to reemerge into society, whether you've been to the Bradley Symphony Center yet, it's an amazing building just to walk into. You can get a seat for $25 and see the symphony in this beautiful Art Deco building. Why wouldn't you do that? And they just did the symphony accompanying Jaws. They yeah. have very accessible performances. It's not all Mozart and heady classical music if you think you don't like that. My golf buddies would say, Sandy's going to culture you the heck up. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. But, but I thought I was pretty cultural before that. but You probably were. Yes. You can stand a little more. Uh, Ray from Illinois uh, texted in the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. Stephen Sandy, you're sounding good. Are you still going to have virtual baseball on Fridays? Yes. 1035 every Friday, virtual baseball. Because there are prizes to win with virtual baseball, aren't there? You have a chance to win a $500 gift card thanks to the great folks at Siding Unlimited. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a drawing every month. From the 414, I don't know you yet, but I like you. Welcome, Sandy. We need lots more Downton Abbey references. Oh, yes, you do. Well, you're an expert. I watched the show from start to finish. Just once? Just once. What, what was that? <laughs> like, how many times have you watched it? More than once. Well, you're an expert. You're a subject films. matter expert on it. I have my own... Downton Abbey podcast called Downton Blabby. Really? Yes, yes. And there are rumors that there could be a season seven of Downton Abbey. If there is, I'll be the first to uh, confirm that's, that's that for you. Because they've made, what, two or three movies, right? Two movies. Yeah, which yes. I haven't seen. Oh. Should I watch the movies? Because I love the show. Yes, yes. Certainly watch the first one. The okay. second one is Eye Candy, and if you, in, it's, it's good, but the first one has a very big spirit of fun. That you will enjoy. I love the dynamic. As someone who was born in England, there's something about me that a lot of people don't know. I was born in England. Hip, hip, and cheerio. Which yeah. part? Uh, near Swindon. So if you're looking at London, I think that's uh, northeast. Does that sound about right? I think so. Okay. Uh, born on an Air Force base, which doesn't exist anymore, and, and that area's been kind of transformed. I do some BBC radio on occasion because they know that I'm from there, and they always want to get my perspective on American politics, which I'm happy to give them. <laughs> so I love that connection. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why I'm fascinated by that show, because it shows what that world was like all the way back then. At the turn of the century in the yeah, 1900s yeah. And, with and the American and British relationships. Those incredible households mm. from bottom to top and just how they all interacted or didn't interact the right way or inappropriately. Um, fascinating show. So interesting that you, you, you say there may be another season. Uh, let's hope so. And I've been to Highclere Castle three times now. I have met the Lord and Lady Carnarvon who own the home. They're delightful people. So let's get closer. What's that like? I mean, so is it cool? It's very cool. It's, yeah. I mean, anybody who loves history, we have plenty of history in our hometown here and all around. We um, have new history. They have old but it's history. Yeah. It's, so it's different to be around uh, an estate that large and that old and the architecture and the decor inside. Uh, and the last time I was there was last September, and it was a 1920s movie-themed party. And a bunch of classic cars were parked out in front of Highclere Castle. They had a jazz tent in the backyard. We were sipping tea and champagne you go on the full lawn. Costume and all that I stuff? did. Wow. I did. As did uh, a man who's uh, impersonating Winston Churchill. I mean, it was a party. It was it was good stuff. So yeah, and I the music. Yeah, there's a lot to love about Downton Abbey. So yes, uh, I won't work in Downton Abbey references all the time, but it is certainly a passion of mine. So we have that connection, our connection to the UK and, and England specifically. Yeah, I love that. All right, so we we got to take another break, but I want I want to get 
to the most recent radio experience you have, and that is working on WAN, Wisconsin Afternoon News, mm-hmm. and how that kind of moved you from FM to AM and kind of to this, that, that quick that progression. Journey, sure. Yeah. So we'll take a break. WTMJ now, Steve and Sandy. Sandy and Steve on WTMJ. Yes, it is. Sandy Max making her debut on this time slot on a new show that we're both making our debut on. Yes. Called WTMJ Now. News, opinion, Wisconsin and beyond because we have listeners and fans all over the place. Trust me. All over the country and across the pond, as they say. I... We have listeners in Germany, UK, Spain, Italy. That's cool. Expatriates. So you can listen uh, WTMJ.com. We have the Listen Live link there, and also we have the video stream if you even want to watch what happens here when we have guests in the studio. We've made it so easy. Sure. To watch and listen. Mm-hmm. And we want this to be a, um, a two-way conversation. And so I've always embraced that. There's too many shows, a little bit of a speech, too many shows that it's a one-way yelling, shouting match at the audience. We don't do that. I don't do that. No. There's nothing... There's nothing satisfying about that. I learned that, you know, in the pandemic, when we all took a pause and figured out, oh, what am I going to do with my life? One of the things that I rediscovered about myself is I'm a communicator and I'm a connector. And that's what I enjoy about this role is having that exchange. So I get to have that exchange of ideas and conversation with you eye contact here in the studio. And then with the telephone and the text line and the screens, other people can also participate and you can find out, oh, I said something that either struck a nerve with someone or I said something that somebody totally gets that I thought I was the only one. It's that connection that is powerful and rewarding. And hopefully that connection ripples and brings us all to some better understanding and some better harmony all around. Um, not trying to change the world, but certainly um, enlighten and entertain along the way. How the news impacts us and why it matters. Right. That's really what it is. And yeah. that's, that's something that I've tried to do for a long time, and you, you will join me in that effort. Uh, a lot of interesting texts this morning. Lot, thanks for all the, the kind kindness and words that you've, you've sent our way on the old National Bank Talking Text. I absolutely love that. And for the healthy skepticism, because we know this is a difference. Change is sometimes uh, not always welcome, but... In a little while, it's like, oh, I, I thought I didn't like that at first, but, oh, I gave it some time. So give us some time. Appreciate it. Um, I, you surprised me. I'm going to the talk and text slide. So <laughs> it's like I want to make sure uh, that I give everybody their their due. Uh, well, I'd there love, you go. Uh, did you read Mitch's? Mitch's is like top of the list here. You're both superlative at, at, at doing the real work of, of the job. Thank you very yeah. much. Thanks, Mitch. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I was also going to say is that uh, one of the things that if you don't already know about Steve is that he's a fabulous uh, gardener mm-hmm. and also enjoys cooking and that you have worked in one of our favorite chefs in town on your show. Yeah, Chef Michael Fecker from El Mito and Dobie's on Kinney Kinnick on, uh, in St. Francis. Uh, a new addition to my show and now a, a more frequent contributor to our show. He, he's fantastic, brilliant. Fun. And this is also when you talk about creativity, cooking is creativity. Oh, my goodness. And especially in the culinary world. So um, welcome, Sandy and Steve from 262. What was the name of the Mexican spice you talked about yesterday? It was tahine. Ta- tahine. Yeah, tahine. Yeah. That T-A- was Friday. Yeah. I had never heard of it. T-A-J-I-N. 
and it's I'll red. I'll take your word for it. Oh, it's it's wonderful because it's got a lime type taste to it. Only a little bit of sodium. He was going on and on about this, and I had never heard of it. Before. Sprinkle it on watermelon. Sprinkle it on jicama. You can put it on all kinds of things. Watermelon. It's a little bit of a. Does zing. watermelon need anything extra? Haven't you ever had salt on watermelon? No. Or salt on an apple? Mm, yeah, salt on an apple. Yes. See, but so my grandfather know. did that. He used to carve the apples from his apple tree and then put. He'd hand me and he put salt on it. God, that's a that's a. 60-year-old memory right there. See? Take, that's the power of food, though. Those tastes that take you right back. I love that. To those memories. All right, so let's let's touch briefly on the WAN part of this story, because you yeah. came to WTMJ about six and a half months ago or so. Yes. Joined In John McCure, Greg Matzik, yes. Debbie on the afternoon show. Mm-hmm. What did you glean, experience, learn from that Six and a half months. Wonderful experience to be introduced to the WTMJ fans in that fashion and to get to work with John Mercure, who has been here 12 years and has a wealth of television reporting experience behind that as an investigative reporter. One of the best. He was the Wisconsin one of I think he was the Wisconsin reporter 20 years ago who was embedded in Iraq. Yes. I mean, he he was doing Dateline stuff before Dateline was doing it. I mean, really incredible work. And he still continues today. He just did some reporting. I was actually with you at Summerfest as a fan. You were working live. He broke the Jody Joni Nogue story about stealing from Honor Flight. Yes. On that show. Yes. Uh, Setting up a false charity and Mm. uh, just vile, just a terrible just mind-blowingly vile, but that is personal to him. So to be side-by-side side with him for six months and watch him work, watch his intensity and his uh, care for telling stories and telling them in the right way, and his passion for uh, the, the military and his dedication as an uh, flight board member. It just he, he He's really a part of the community, and he really cares, and he's built up his own, as you have relationships, he's built up his own relationships with fellow reporters and politicians and really gets to the meat of the story. It's been fun to meet people through him, like Charles Benson from TMJ4, an amazing political resource of knowledge and depth and can make these associations. Charles and, is the best. Yeah, yeah, and and that has been a great entry point to WTMJ and Greg Matzik I said yesterday he's a he's a doer like he just puts his head down and gets things done he's smart he comes at at subjects in from a really interesting angle I wouldn't say different but like he'll be the first guy who thinks about the budget he'll go but that's that costs this much he's he's really interesting and both of them have given me eye contact and respect and included me in their show and I I'm really glad about that. And we had some funny and some awkward conversations where uh, there was a conversation where uh, it, was about, it was about whether John should or shouldn't have kind of flirted with someone over the phone that was oh. in the insurance business. And I was able to say that that was inappropriate and say that to him with, with trust, just saying, you asked my opinion. I'm not telling you that you're wrong. I'm telling you I don't think that was the right way to approach that situation. But it was a really open, honest, good conversation. And we got comments on the talk and text line at the time like, oh, Sandy, you're so easily offended. I said, I would like to think that you could hear in our voices that we're buddies and we're talking this through. And John asked, like, would it be better for me to talk to Greg after the show and go, well, I think that was inappropriate. No, he asked. Yeah. And, and, and John's conclusion at the end of it was, thanks for telling me, but tell you what, I'd do it again. So it's like, okay. you know. But, so it was good to have those real conversations while having a laugh, but that trust, and I'd like to have that with you as well, to be able to disagree, to call you out on something, 
And then you'll say, well, why are you calling me out on it? And I'll tell you my experience. And you'll either go, well, you're wrong or I understand, but you're still wrong. Uh, To have those normal conversations that you have with family and friends in your own circle, we should be having those on the air as well. And to the teammates thing, I've done a lot of interesting things in my life and worked with a lot of great people. I've said this on the show publicly, and I've said it to the people that I work with here, the teammates that, that I share this building with on Wisconsin Avenue. Some of the most interesting, fun, smart decent, honest people I've, I've ever worked with, almost to a person, are part of this GKB experience, whether it's at WTMJ, whether it's at The Truth, 1017, ESPN 94.5. Amazing people from all walks of life. Mark Chimura works, walks in the building every morning, and I get to, to talk to him, former Packers player, now a sports guy. It is an amazing, amazing thing. Now, I want to ask you this question before we go to break, quickly, because you're going to get some of this. Oh, here we go. Good luck, Sandy. Is there enough room in there with Steve and his ego? <laughs> There's a space for me to sit in a chair so far. So far. There's a lot of room in this studio. <laughs> ego. You know me a little bit. We all have egos. I, that's not what strikes me about you. Well, that's good. Truly. I, I don't get a sense of that. And You joke around about my work in FM radio. After working in Chicago and working at some other uh, radio stations and working with musical performers... Often I find the people with the biggest ego are not the bigger stars or the more accomplished people. I feel like you have accomplishments. And if you talk about those accomplishments, I'll say it. I feel like I should bring a bell in so that way every time we refer to you being mayor, we just ring the bell. You know, we used to have that bell. <gasps> That's Sc- already been thought of. During Scaf- well, I thought of it. Scafidi and Bill said every anytime they, I was encouraged to, to say the word mayor. So whenever I said the word mayor, I rang the bell. I still have the bell somewhere. I can bring a bell in. Yeah. Just, okay, just so a fun gonna, thing. Because so people can take a sip of coffee every time you say that. And then we could maybe have producer Charlie play something when we when I mention my Packers. But here's the thing that I would say is ego intimates that there's an obnoxiousness, a diva mentality, you know, that that you're lucky to be in my space. You do not exude that whatsoever. You may remind people of your accomplishments, but I think that you do in the right way. So that way it's like, hey, when I was mayor, I was able to meet Vice President Biden at the time, and this was my experience with him. I think that is valid. That's not bragging. That is explaining the context why you have that opinion. I love that you said that, and thanks for the nice words and, and, and the kind comments. Well, and, and we're going to get a text that I'm sucking up, and that's fine. No. <laughs> we, we Everybody all suck has up opinions. And, yes, it's we all, all good. We all do that. So I, I think what's what's interesting about this, and, I, and as I said, if you can't tell, I'm super excited about this this launch today because this is this is, I think, the next generation of kind of how this works. I, I've been a, a strong critic of talk radio for a long time. That's not breaking news. I just am, and it's male dominated, and it's often very one sided. And I think that's a shallow way to process anything from politics to anything that we do in our culture. It's laziness. It's unintellectual. This is a a moment to say, you know what? There's a better way to do this. We can have a gender discussion about it because you're a woman, I'm a man. We can have that discussion. We can have a common sense discussion about politics that doesn't necessarily focus on one party being right, one party being wrong. That's the power of it. And that's why I love this potential for this WTMJ. Now, I'm absolutely off the charts happy about it. Oh, me too. This is a big step in my career, and this is a big step, it's it's a lot of responsibility. I take it seriously as much as I, I say we're going to have fun, and we are. But I also think that that's our role for all of our shows is to inform in an entertaining way and an engaging way. And there's 
we have time with friends where we joke around, but then you turn, then the, su- the subject changes and you talk about something important, whether it's your health or finances or politics or religion. You don't always only talk politics. You don't always make jokes. So we've got to, we'll, we'll find that rhythm and hopefully you'll find that with us and join the conversation. She's Sandy. I'm Steve. We'll take a break, final break. Then we're going to tee up. We've learned about Sandy Max. You already know about me. We're going to start talking about some stuff. And one of the first things we're going to talk about is Summerfest. We'll do that after the break on WTMJ. All right, you learned about Sandy. Now we launch the real show. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to start with Summerfest. Do you like the three-day weekend thing? I'm, I'm on the fence about that. We'll discuss that with Sandy Max after the news, which is next on WTMJ. Good morning, Wisconsin. It's WTMJ Now. News. Opinions. Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Come give us your thoughts on the old National Bank talk and text line at 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. Now here's your hosts, Sandy Max and Steve Scafidi. And good morning, everybody. Sandy Max sitting just to my radio rights. Awesome to be hanging out with you. We'll do it every day, 9 to noon, Monday through Friday. That's except, the plan. Except Whoa. there's this crazy thing that's happening to me tonight. So at 5.30-ish tonight, mm-hmm. I have to make a phone call to Milwaukee County to find out if, if I'm a reserve juror or not for the next two days. Weird timing. Perfect timing <laughs> for me to take over. Take over. The Sandy takeover. I'm, I'm amused. That is one of the texts we've gotten on the old National Bank talking yes. text line, 855-616-1620. Uh, someone thinks I am absolutely leading the show and taking over. I, I think it's entertaining. Probably just someone who doesn't realize that you're being kind and introducing me. It's kind of like when you go to a party and you're meeting a new friend. Oh, well, why? who are you? What have you done? Why would I care about you? Where? What are some points I can connect with you on? So... That's why Steve is being generous with his time and uh, chatting with me. But we're going to shift from the Sandy Hour to uh, into your thoughts on Summerfest. Also, we've got some money issues to talk about and relationship Dave, Dave issues. Dave may coming. join us. Yeah, relationship yeah. stuff. So hmm. you were working at Summerfest as part of Wisconsin Afternoon News. Yeah, we broadcasted live the Thursdays and Fridays yeah. of Summerfest. And I was a fan of Summerfest, and I I, I visited our mobile studios every time I was there and said hi and uh, enjoyed that. I actually sat on with uh, Tori Lowe one day. Fun. Uh, he was broadcasting live uh, Truth 101.7. Because that lakefront path uh, at Summerfest Grounds is, I love that is great. I actually am jealous because hmm. I know that Summerfest is not open when my show or now our show mm-hmm. is on. I'd still love to broadcast live from there. I just love it. We can work on that for next year? I think so. Let's, let's petition that. Uh, w- there might be a spot that they would let us... Go ahead and broadcast. I think we could figure it out. Give a special backstage access. You need the all-access pass. Well, you had it. I had an all-access pass. I you, did. I mean, you couldn't go up by the stages and stuff. Who, me? Or, or, yeah, or could you? I, I received an all-access pass from a musician. Oh, so you really were all-access. Wow, I'm jealous. That's okay. I, I've, I've been in the radio business for a while. Uh, you used the word decent earlier mm-hmm. in, in describing many of our teammates here at Good Karma Brands. And that word has been part of my vocabulary now. I had to pop back up to the top because I will tell you that the musician who provided me with an all-access pass is one of the most decent, talented individuals you will ever meet. And his name is Lyle Lovett. 
That's right. You, you, Wisconsin's yeah. Afternoon News got mm-hmm. the chance to spend some time on the phone with him. And uh, before he, he came and performed on, was it the first Saturday of mm-hmm. Summerfest? Yeah, I think so. And we had requested to talk with him. His schedule was busy. And then we got that, hey, you know what? Lyle's available. Now think about this. He's not responsible for selling tickets to Summerfest. This isn't like he's playing at the Pabst Theater. Like, he genuinely was like, oh, okay, I'll talk with you. And in that interview, I let Lyle Lovett know that I had worked in Chicago at XRT in the 90s and that his music was part of my soundtrack and fabric and and that just to let him know, like, hey, I do know who you are. Like, yes, we're going to talk to you no matter what, but like, hey, I've been a fan and even my boyfriend put your music on a mixtape for me when we were first going out. Wow, impressive. Yeah, so Lyle's music means something to me. And then after we finished our interview, which he was delightful, which, fun fact about Lyle Lovett, he knows German. He studied German in college, and he was very excited to come back to Milwaukee wow. and and use some of his German language. So just a really and a wonderful lyricist and a wonderful musician. And his large band, it's all spectacular musicians. So here's a man who's very decent and surrounds himself by excellence. These are the kind of people I want to be around. Uh, I say he's very decent because at the end of our radio interview, he said, Hey, Sandy, you said you worked at XRT. Do you know and the man's name is Lynn Bramer. He was the morning show oh, man yeah, there yeah, for yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Well, Lynn, unfortunately, passed away right. from cancer earlier this year. And he said, I just performed at the Chicago Theater, mentioned Lynn Bramer's name, and the crowd just erupted because Lynn Bramer was just such a part of the Chicago radio fabric. And so he said, well, you know, if you're going to be at the show, I'd love to see you. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, and he's like, I'll leave you tickets. And so traded notes with his manager. I'm like, I don't, I don't need tickets. Give them to another fan. Uh, but he said, well, I would like to see you. Got the all-access pass, went backstage, and I'm telling you, Lyle Lovett cannot be a nicer, kinder man. As soon as I walked into the green room, he introduced me to his business accountant. Isn't that wild? Rebecca and Wayne, another guy. I mean, it was it was like you were walking into a party, what we were just saying. And he immediately started talking about Lynn, like just a normal conversation. And he is the one who got out his phone and said, I want to get a picture with you. And I was like, oh, that's usually the other way around. And more conversations, and he's a dad later in life. And I said, I'm so glad you're making little ones because the world needs more little human beings like you. And he said, can I show you some photos? <laughs> I was like, yes, you can. I would be delighted. He was just down to earth and real and kind and decent, I think, is a word that we don't use that often. And it almost sounds dismissive. But man, when you meet a decent person, wow, it, it really made an impact on me. So that is why I would share with you, like, well, yes, I had an all-access pass. I love that, because but that's the connection of, you have yeah, that I don't have. Kindness and connection. And I also found out in that backstage conversation, here's how much of a human he is. Lyle Lovett's father passed away of prostate cancer in 1999. That was what Lynn was dealing with, and they were corresponding for the last three years of his life together. Wow. So imagine those heartfelt and wordsmithed emails. Definition of decent. Yeah. All right. So what so I want to be do, decent to each other. Yes, we will we'll always have, you have that commitment. <laughs> so we were talking uh, yesterday and earlier about some of the things you want to start talking about. I am fascinated by Summerfest. I worked as, as like a janitor guy back in college days, the early days of Summerfest. Really? With the jumpsuit and that whole thing, which was a, a fun job, actually. Are you cleaning bathrooms? You're just picking up trash? Picking well, up trash. Okay. Hauling trash. And, and that was when it was in the... the if it you didn't look been like to it summer looks fest, Yeah, in the past 10 years, like, you don't rough. realize that it, those permanent structures weren't always there. It was no. a whole lot of tents. And, and when it rained, it was a mess. Oh, Absolute yeah. Absolute mess. A lot of grass. So <laughs> so I, I, I wanted to kind of tee this up for all of you. You can join us on the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. I am not a fan of the three weekends. Really? I'm just not. I, I like the 
straight shots, nine days, 10 days, 11 days, whatever you want to make it. Mm-hmm. Maybe with a day off in the middle. I'm, I'm cool with that. Because I, I know a lot of people, this used to be their destination. They would take vacation and come from other places, either in Wisconsin or from other states. Make that their stop. They go to Summerfest every day, all day, see the shows, eat the food, drink the beer, all that stuff. Stroll, people watch, yeah. I miss that experience. Now, I, I was at two of the three weekends and enjoyed oh, the heck. Yeah. I still love Summerfest. I just like the straight experience where you can go on a Tuesday afternoon when it's quieter if you want that. Or you can go on a Friday night or Saturday night and, and experience what that's like, which is completely different, as you know. And I feel like my boyfriend expressed that as well. Like he misses those afternoon or like weeknight evenings to go and have that feeling that it's not as crowded. Yeah, it's just different. It has a different vibe completely. And not that you can't do that on Thursday night, but there's only the three nights. I don't nights. think it has a different vibe completely. Okay. Tell I me really why. don't. Tell me why. Because people are still going and jamming the stages, and you still get to stroll and have a cold one in your hand, whether it's a, one of those shaky lemonades or a, <laughs> or a spiked lemonade. You mean the one Matzik made on the Yes, on yes, the Catalanos, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's an adventurer. He'll... Also my wife's favorite. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I think they'll be at State Fair, too, won't they? Yes. And somebody asked in the text line, we will be at State Fair yes. all the days that we do this show. Yes. yes. Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I disagree that it's a different vibe. All right. So where do I you do. fall on the straights, weekends, maybe with a break in the middle? Where do you fall on that spectrum? I'm fine with three weekends because I'm busier than i thought i was and you know i'm the person i've been going for years and i'm the person like i the first year i moved here i got one of the gold Summerfest pins and all my friends who'd lived here for all their time like never got one like great you move here once and the first one you buy is the gold all-access pin i'm like i'll be there every day so and i really was i was there nine out of 11 days pretty much every year because it was the vibe where maybe okay I can see this vibe because Greg Matzik and I were talking about this. There was a time where somebody would just call and go, hey, I'm going to Summerfest. You want to meet me? Mm-hmm. You didn't ask a question. No, you just went. You went yeah, I'll see you at the Liney Lodge. Okay. Yeah. Who are we seeing? Doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> just it, walk did, around. it didn't matter. Yeah. And it wasn't. So, okay. I, I'm exploring the thought now. This is also something everyone will learn about me. I'm thoughtful. And I can sometimes change my mind after I immediately say, mm. I think this. It's like, oh, wait, I've given it some more thought. So allow me to change my mind after thinking things through. All right, let's take a break. She's Sandy. I'm Steve. WTMJ now. Your thoughts. Yes, your thoughts. The old National Bank talking text on 855-616-1620. Got a ton of comments, some really good ones. We'll get to those. And calls are welcome. We we have yet to take our first caller. Should there be a special honor for that person? Maybe, perhaps. Who knows? Sure. First caller on WTMJ. Maybe we can find a WTMJ prize package. I can make that happen. Did you did you sign some pictures? I don't have photos. Oh, yet. you don't have photos? I, do I've we do that? A, I've done a few. Yeah, you're hilarious. <laughs> you're we'll keep. Yeah, we'll figure something out. I I'm not handing out <laughs> eight by ten glossies. Of, well, I'm not saying of it, postcard size. That's what they were. Oh, okay. I'm still one. Not, I, I remember I sent one to the University of Oshkosh for some reason. Wisconsin <laughs> suitable Oshkosh. for framing. I don't know Steve about that. But it was a postcard, but yeah. Anyway, quick break on WTMJ. <laughs> Stephen Sandy, WTMJ now, first day. We have all the uh, the first day excitements, the back and forth. We learned about Sandy in the first hour, things that you may not have known. I learned something about the pending new season of Dou- Downton Abbey. <laughs> possible, didn't, didn't possible. Know. How do you know this stuff? I am a Downton Abbey fan. But you're connected into that I'm story. a little super fan. Would they ever put you in the show? <laughs> do you have your SAG card? I do. I am a SAG actor. So member. you could be on the show. 
Wouldn't I like be? the way you think. It's good for the show, too. My I've, show. I've been an extra in Chicago shows. Really? Yeah. What, what do you mean? like In, like, Chicago PD? Are you serious? Oh, yeah. How do I not know this? Well, because it's an extra. Like, you'd have to are look you like at the, the background. Are you, like, the gruff street person? Are no, the... I wasn't hired for that. I was, uh, oh, you know what? I, anyway, I was, I'll tell you about Chicago PD, and then I'll tell you about Ozark. Uh, Chicago PD, I was simply at the police station, but I got one of the best assignments as an extra. I was on the payphone. Because I'm like, oh, my parents can actually see me because I can tell them where to look for me. So the first like two takes, I was just talking on the phone like a square, like a nerd. And then I realized if you're on a payphone at a police station, your body language would be different. Yes. So I, I slumped on it and I was like, oh, why would I be constipated? They're going to have to come pick me up. So I acted. I really did act in the background of a Chicago so PD episode. So we can episode. find that episode and see. Yes, I, I still have the Are screen you kidding me? You, I'll send you the screen grab, yes. and I'll tell you what happens if you get hired as an extra in Chicago. They'll give you a thirty dollars bump if you can, if they can use your car. So my car got used in that episode as well, and they even switched out the set designer switched out the license plates. Yeah, which is they had good. to take off my Wisconsin license plates and put on Illinois plates. That is wild. And they switched them back, and they didn't put the they didn't put them in the right order. But so, it's all good. So, uh, so, but I was also an extra in the pilot of Ozark, which to me is one of the best things done. In television in the last 20 years. And I'm the biggest Jason Bateman fan you'll find. He's talent, talented. Oh. People don't give him the respect he deserves. No, I agree. Right. So to be on a street set with Jason Bateman for a hot August day was bliss for me. <sighs> and you can see me, if you've ever seen it, there's a scene where something happens in a downtown street and it, it involves a body falling from a building. Yes. And I'm like, they're not going to cut this scene. This seems like a crucial plot point. So mm. you can see me crossing the street with my coffee cup. I played a Chicago commuter in the pilot this of This is Ozark. wild. <laughs> so much I don't know. All right, we're going to go to the first official okay, phone call on WTMG now on the Summerfest question. There, thank you. He's still there. Mike from Menominee Falls. Hi, Mike. Howdy. How are you? Uh, I think they should do fine. I think they should do Friday through Sunday so families can get their you know, on Sundays. I do miss I, Sunday. Thanks for the call, Mike. I, thanks, I, Mike. I, I like that idea. Make it, make it, well, so that would be, if you did that, it would be three, four-day weekends. Well, he's saying Friday through Sunday, but oh, did he say I don't Friday? mind the Thursday. No, no, I, I want the third, because that's but the only chance. But then look at that. If we have three weekends that are four days, then we've amped up, pun intended, Summerfest to 12 days, and it was never 12 days before. No, it was 11. Mm -hmm. So is that a bad thing? It's I, I think having even more days of Summerfest for the world's largest music festival, I'm all for it. From the 414 on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, I agree the three weekend takes away from Summerfest. It was fun when you could go down on a random Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Also, the weekends are also are also busy with things going on. It makes it hard to get there, and the feeling isn't the same. doesn't seem like a music fest. I would disagree on the music part, but it's, it oh, is. Oh, it's definitely a music fest. It's different. From the 262, I remember back when a number of local manufacturers shut down for a week or two in July as mandatory vacation, and many employees took advantage to attend Summerfest for the entire run. And my observation is that longtime Milwaukeeans preferred the old continuous format, whereas younger attendees, and in particular out-of-town tourists, like the multi-weekend dates better. I think it's going to stay this new way to accommodate the changing attendee demographics. That's from the 262. I think that's right. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily like it. So I, I asked this question <laughs> in the show poll, which we will continue to do as as part of WTMJ now, our rollout. So it wrapped its three-weekend run last Saturday. Great weather this year for the most part. There was a little couple spotty showers, but nothing sustained. Solid lineup of music, I thought. Good different blend of different kinds of talents from 
new music to old. We certainly got all of that. That's the that's the essence of Summerfest. So I asked a question: Do you like the weekend format? So I gave the audience, listeners, fans, a few choices. Yes, don't go during the week. Twenty percent. Okay. No, like the straight run, fifty-three. Let's say fifty-four percent. Okay. Or schedule doesn't matter, twenty-two percent. And I've got almost two hundred votes already. So for me, I I fall in that I like the straight run. Now I get if there's the Fourth of July in there, you take a break. I get that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have things yes. at home. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, and that's bad and business if you would stay open. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be. It's right? almost like making people work on a Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm I'm a fan of the straight run for the reasons I talked about. One, you can pop down on a Tuesday afternoon if you if you want to take a day off during the week and enjoy music, enjoy the the grounds when it's not like jammed beyond belief. One of my favorite texts from the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620 from 414. Also something about calling in sick and enjoying the lakefront that just isn't there on a Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> right. Yeah, we, we've lost that opportunity. Hey, I'm, I got this kind of a scratchy, scratchy voice. I'm going to call in sick today. And then you go to Summerfest That's and you're, you're perfectly fine. And you're lubricating your sore throat with like, you know, six or seven beers. Another interesting text on the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620-262 says, agree with Steve here. Totally different vibe. Momentum is off. Weekends are too much in the summer. It was like we had to force it in just to get it in, as opposed to getting there on a weekday or a couple of weekdays. Because summer weekends do get busy, that's for sure. I think there's so much going on now. And again, you probably haven't heard if Steve wrote the world as much as I've heard it, because <laughs> I've done it. But there's a lot of stuff happening in the summer. We jam it all into like three months, maybe three and a half months. So every weekend, there's many, many things from car racing at Elkhart Lake, Road America, from other festivals, ethnic festivals, parish festivals, street festivals, you name it. And now you got Summerfest. So you're spreading it out over, over the course of almost a month, let's be honest, three weekends, almost a month, I think, I don't want to say dilutes, but changes the experience for me. That's, that's what I don't like about it. And, is it still a great time? Absolutely. Yeah. And it is changing and certainly we enjoy music festivals differently than we used to. Yeah, we do. And as I said, often on my old show, and I will say on this show, mm-hmm. change is good. It challenges us. It makes us better, smarter. And if you look, want to use um, business terms, it makes us more efficient sometimes. Change can do that. She's Sandy. I'm Steve. WTMJ now. Quick break. Join us. Old National Bank talking text line 855-616-1620. Oh, you hear the music. Special Tuesday edition of our financial investing economy. Whatever else you want to talk about with Dave Spano, president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Hi, Dave Spano. Hello and welcome, Sandy. Glad to, glad to be part of the show. Thank you, Dave. All right, Dave. So I call it the summer doldrums. I don't necessarily, this is probably on me, and you don't look at it this way because this is what you do for a living. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about this stuff in the summer. I got other stuff to do, but we all, all got to pay attention when it comes to what the economy is doing, what our, probably more importantly individually, what our savings and investments are doing. So what's the proper course of action for an investor, saver, regular guy, regular girl, when they approach the summer and investing and all that stuff? Yeah, that, that's a great question. You know, I think really it's a good time to uh, to reevaluate because people have more time on, on in their calendars 
during July and August, and so we are certainly rocking and rolling. Uh, most of our conference rooms have been filled over the last couple of weeks because people are doing just that. They're coming in, they're sitting down, they're going, they're doing a mid-year review, making sure their financial plan is on track that you know this is the time to do tax planning not you know not to do it at the end of the year when everyone else is do some tax planning make sure your estate plan is up to date and of course should there be any changes to your to your investment portfolio this is a good time to do it while people can come in with their shorts and flip-flops and we'll you we'll even give you a beer oh, oh that's nice. the way to go over wow your dave is don't bury the yeah. lead <laughs> i didn't that's, i came right out that, i was just gonna say because you know these types of conversations can be so personal but that's a universal beer is universal what are some other things as you're looking into that second half of the year that you really should be aware of like two top things yeah this the top thing for sure is you know what does your portfolio look like of course the federal reserve sandy is going to meet here in you know, in a week or so and really what's going to happen is they're very likely going to raise interest rates again we talked uh, on the on the other show, right, uh, about a month ago, were they going to pause or were they going to pivot? And uh, they did pause, and they're not going to pivot. They're going to raise rates again. And why are they doing that? Because you can see inflation has become embedded not only in the labor markets but rental markets as well. So the Fed's going to go back and try raise to raise rates again. We saw this thing. I don't want to get too deep in the weeds, but it's called in the inversion of a yield curve, and that means that lower that shorter yields are higher than longer yields and so for example the two-year treasury was over five percent the other day it's come down since then and the spread between the two and ten was at a forty-year high and that is usually a harbinger for a slowing economy late uh... late this year or into next year dave spano joining us at wtmj president and ceo of annex wealth management also host of money talk heard saturday mornings forever on wtmj it's always a great listen on saturday mornings when i'm doing my gardening and things outside dave so Politics, as you know, is going to start to be a lot more part of our lives. We're going to be talking about it. We're going to be experiencing it. We're going to be voting at some point. We're going to be watching debates. I know we've talked about this before, but the impact of politics on all of these financial decisions. Yeah, there's no doubt there is, right? Because, uh, you know, but whoever sits at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue certainly wields a lot of power. And so taxes, for example, is a big part of the conversation. And what happens with tax planning and what ha what the Congress says is a big part of that. And who sits in that office is determinant of where tax policy goes. So there's no question that is going to be a big part of the conversation, how the economics are, are, are divvied up, what, what the tax plan is going to be is something that we certainly have to look at. And it's going to be a part of the conversation as we go into next year, not only be, because we don't know who's running, right, uh, on either side quite yet, but it's going to be, it's going to be a big part of the conversation, Steve. And I think that people should pay attention because this will be a very, a very big election, uh, in, in November of next year. Dave, when it comes to stocks and that sort of thing, I've heard about the Magnificent Seven and then I've heard that Apple is the first company to be worth three trillion dollars. Mm -hmm. What kind of advice do you have and, and what does the Magnificent Seven mean? Well, it's, it's the big seven tech stocks that really have moved the markets this year, Sandy. You look at those, those big seven stocks, and that has been the most, the, the, we have seen NASDAQ move the most in the first six months that we have in, in decades, and really it's determined because of those seven stocks. So you look at Apple and Google and, and the rest of those tech stocks because of the AI revolution, where, you know, and in, in, we have to look at that and say, how is that going to de be determined in your portfolio? And so you look and say, are you 
you overweighted or underweighted. If you didn't have those big seven stocks, you probably didn't participate when you go through your portfolio. So that is something that you have to look at and say, did you are you underweighted or overweight tech? And right now, did the train already leave the station? Are you going to try to catch it? That is really what we generally we see people do, Sandy, is they go, oh, boy, these stocks went up 50%. Maybe I should get on that train. Well, the train's already left the station. So we're not saying that that's the case right here. We think there's a there's that AI is going to be you know one of those big things in our lifetimes like the internet. So that is coming for sure. I think you have to look at what's in your portfolio. Are you overweighted or underweighted? That's really the case. Dave Spano, you can find out at annexwealth.com. Click the now famous get started button. I did. Lots of folks did. That's the one of the best decisions you can ever make. Dave, host of Money Talk. Dave, how's your golf game? Uh, it's okay. I'd like to get you out though, you know, but, uh, you know, I did want to, I didn't want to re- go in onto your poll, by the way, about the three weekends. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, so, you know, I, I did have got a pretty good look at it and I think that the, the board and, and Mr. Smiley, uh, it said that we should go to three weekends because that's when the people were there, right? So mm-hmm. you look at Thursday, Friday, Saturday is when, is when the numbers were bigger versus Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, and that's why they did it. So I'm not trying to defend it, but I did get a pretty good look at it, that it did work for Summerfest, especially this year. They had big numbers. All right. Makes sense. I, I get it. it you know, ultimately, it's about selling and business. That's right. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Yeah. All right, Dave. We'll so, do it again next Monday. So let's, let's get you out on the golf course, though, Steve. Let's I'll tell go. you, Dave, I played my best round ever in, in a couple weeks ago, so I'm ready to, to take you up on that. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right, we'll play, bud. We'll play for, we'll play for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or something like that. Dave Spano, <laughs> President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Quick break. Stephen Sandy, WTMJ Now. The real benchmark of summer is here. The WTMJ Classic is back. And although it's closed to the public, you have a chance to win a foursome. Yes, four of you playing the WTMJ Classic with Wisconsin's afternoon news team. Probably pretty good golfers in that group. Every day this week, we'll pick a qualifier. And on Friday, they will choose a winner. Thanks to all of our great partners, the club at Lock LaBelle, Three Tree Marketing, Sit Mean Sit Dog Training, Johnson & Sons Paving. I love those guys. Fifth Third Back, Evans Transportation, Dave Drakamp Heating and Cooling, Griffin Automotive Group, Gruber Law Offices, Welkies, Milwaukee's Florist, Lazy Poor, and CBRE Wisconsin. That's a lot of great, great partners here at WTMG. That, that does not surprise you, Sandy Max. No. We're loaded. Yes. All right. So we're going to have a shorter piece here. So we're going to kind of get into money, and this is kind of a, you, you brought this up to me yesterday. I'm, I'm fascinated by this. Well, who doesn't want to find money? You know what? It feels I want like? to find money, you know Sandy. What, do you remember feeling in a pocket of an old like jacket, oh, is, and you find five bucks? How about a twenty? Oh, I was even just thinking two rolled up together. Twenty, I never understood when you find that in your pocket. Like, how did I miss this? Well, don't you shove twenties in your pocket? No, I, I no. Do. I used to know exactly how much I had. So it was like, how in the world did I forget that let, I had? Let a me 20? put it this way. Speaking hmm. of Summerfest, alcohol is usually involved. No, I mean, as <laughs> no, as a kid, no, I don't. Oh, it's like I'm not talking about as an adult. No, alcohol is never quite that involved when it comes to anyway. It's a delight when you find money, and this was in the news recently. Americans have billions of dollars in property waiting to be claimed, and this comes around every now and then. State governments have all posted on one website missing property, whether it's a check that you never cashed or other types of property. It's called missingmoney.com, and you just literally type in your last name and your first name, or if you had a small business at some point, you just type in that information, you click search. Did you have money? 
Uh, my dad, it looks like, has a couple. So that will not be fun because you got to prove the death certificate yes, and all that yes. sort of thing. But I found my mom's name on something, and it will even tell you how approximately how much it is. So the one I saw with my mom is like less than $10 or something. So do you want to pursue that? But the stuff that had my dad's name on it, one was between 50 and 100 and had like a, a cell phone company on it. So maybe it was a rebate that he never got. So is it that they never sent it or you never cashed the check? I think it's you never cashed the check. Or oh, maybe that's probably you more moved common. and they sent it yeah. and it didn't get forwarded to your new address. So there's just that, that money out there. So it's called missingmoney.com. And it's just fun to... You type in your name or someone's name. Type in your name. Probably yours. But if you want to be a hero and a pal, type in your, your friend's name and see if you can tell them, hey, your name popped up on missingmoney.com. You might have 100 bucks coming your way. Wouldn't it be wild if you typed in like 10 grand? I've, I've done this before in the past. And I didn't get 10 grand, but I did this before maybe a couple of years ago. And I sent in, it was an old AOL. Yes. America Online check. And I got like 45 bucks in the mail. Seriously? Yeah. So it's it's worth 15 minutes of plinking around on missingmoney.com. I still have an AOL email account. I do too. I use it for one specific thing, and that's it. <laughs> when did you start it? Oh, God. Whenever. 1996 I, is when I started it, my it AOL has, can you, How do you find that out? Does it show on this? Oh, I just remember. I, oh. I, for some reason, I just remember. But I, I kept my AOL account because that's the account that if I want to sign up for a newsletter or a contest... Because then I know I'm going to get more emails. Yes. That's the account that I use. Yeah, otherwise I ignore it completely. But you tell somebody you have an AOL.com account and you get looks. No, I'm using it for one specific <laughs> thing. It works, it works brilliantly for that. All right, so speaking of a big day, today's a big day. Did you, did you know this? Especially if you're a shopper. Um, we'll get to that and a whole lot more. Stephen Sandy. Stephen Sandy, Sandy Max, the launch of the debut, the arrival of WTMJ Now. 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 News, opinion, Wisconsin and beyond. You know what's happening right now. What? What's People it? are shopping online. Amazon Prime Day. And well, it's two days now. It's gone through an evolution. Why do they always do that? Make it a they, day. Why do you mean, why do they always do gonna that? going to make it longer. and they want to make so the money. I, you, you probably don't know this. I'm not a shopper. I rarely I'm, shop. I don't think that doesn't floor me. No, I, I never grocery shop. I never. Oh, like, you don't do any shopping. No, I hate shopping. I hate stores. How is that possible? I just, well, because I have a lovely wife who loves to and shop. She's all right with that. Yeah, she, she prefers that. Okay. <laughs> I make bad decisions, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Now yeah, we've got it. There's the heart of What's the matter. What's the last thing you bought? Oof. By myself in a store? Probably some sports equipment like golf balls or clubs or something. And that's a while ago. What's the last thing you bought that you felt like you got a screaming deal on? You got a really good deal. I have to think about that for a second. That's what Amazon Prime is all about. And that's where I'm not so sure I'm believing that this is... I felt the pressure. I felt the excitement in the past. I don't feel that this really is truly the day that you get the best deals. Or or is it limited? You You had to get on and be the first 30 people to get your big screen TV or... Whatever you need. It's a great question because as part of the prep for this discussion today, mm -hmm. my wife and I were talking about this. Okay. Prime Day. Well, we the might... shopper in your home. Who yes. knows it? So, okay. So we are thinking about, uh, we have, all of our TVs are on the wall. They're wall hanger TVs. They're not big. They're, we have a smaller one up to like, I don't know, 40 something. They're, we don't have like the mega TVs. So Yet. we have a very small TV in our living room and kind of on purpose because we didn't want the TV to be the focus, but we, we want to make it, it's like 30 or 32, want to go to like 40, 42, somewhere in there. 
So we're looking for deals last night. You can buy a pretty decent TV for like 150 bucks. Yeah. So we're debating it. That's that's our prime. That would be our prime per- purchase. I'll be interested to find out if you make yeah. that happen in the next day or two. We may. Ooh. So tomorrow you could have a brand new TV that you feel like you got a good deal. Yeah. The, the co- I trust. I trust your wife Kathy since she is the shopper that she thinks that is a, the, the the price that she saw on this Amazon Prime Day is a good price. All right, so you have no interest in going online today and finding things. I don't need anything right now. You know what I mean? Like if it was like, oh, I would, I mean, I'm interested in an air fryer, but I'm not that interested Why? in an air fryer. Why? I've heard good things about them. We have one. It's like, eh. Yeah. I don't get excited about cookware too much. <laughs> well, that's probably because you're not doing the cooking in the home. That's true. Because I you. also rarely cook. <laughs> Jeez. But, but I think if I, if I knew I was looking for something in particular... And I hate to even say anything out loud because then all of a sudden I will need it, you know, some big appliance. But, I am, but I, I'm not a shopper either. That tends to surprise people. I, I'm not a handbag and shoes gal. I just don't I'm, like stores. I'm a shopper in that. Here's what I love to shop. I love to go to a record store and flip through records and the joy of discovery. That's cool. That is how I like to shop. But otherwise, if I know I need a black skirt for filming the arts page, like I want to go in, get a black skirt and leave. That is not how stores are set up. They are set up so that you browse and you go back to the clearance rack. You can't even find where the black skirts are because you're like meandering through all this other stuff. And that's not like it's not organized like that. So if stores were organized, if clothing stores were organized like hardware stores, I would enjoy them much more. Oh, hardware stores. Now, that that's probably one of my last purchases. I didn't think about that. All right. Quickly, because we don't have a ton of time. Mm -hmm. If you have a best deal ever. Could be Prime Day, could be something else. Just best deal ever. The best deal you ever got, 855-616-1620. If we get them before the top, we'll uh, we'll certainly read some of them. I do love WTMJ fan from 262 on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Uh, from 262, Brandon <laughs> Snide, your your partner and He's producer. Listening. Uh, he admitted today to Eric Bilstead on the air that he just bought a $130 vacuum that is normally 600 bucks. And he said, my thought is, and the texter wrote that, my thought is probably really only worth about 130 bucks, and the $600 <laughs> yeah, is right. the inflated suggested list price that few pay. Why can I not picture Brandon Snide vacuuming anything in his entire existence or life? Oh. Yes. He doesn't seem like a vacuumer. He seems like a doer to me. I think he would just not get in there and get doer, the job but, done. Yeah, va- most people don't like the I love to vacuum. I'm Mo- a vacuumer. I, I love the lines. Do you, do you like this? Oh, my the, God. You see the lines in the This car- goes into the, into the lawn. I do like that, and I also like that I feel like I'm getting some physical activity, and I can see the difference later. Like what? your rug looks yes cleaner and sharper, and I and I get joy out of hearing all the like what in the world well, is what in are the you carpet? Up? What are like, I know like what are those you got? pennies, kernels, like what? pennies. What do you what do you got going on there? Thumbtacks. I don't know, but it is a satisfying, gratifying feeling that oh, I'm actually sucking up some stuff that I don't need to be stepping on. Like a freshly cut lawn with the like we do. Here's another. You and Vince Vitrano. No, not to that degree, because I think Vince is crazy um, <laughs> when it comes to his lawn. Smart guy otherwise, but crazy about the Immaculate. lawn. Immaculate. And to be honest, I saw a close-up picture of his grass. It's okay. It's not. It's nothing special. <laughs> nothing special. And what Vince has not learned. You know, le- he can hear you. Yes, and what Vince has not learned yet, and others, it doesn't have to be a straight line. My wife taught me. You My wife, your Kathy, name? you can do curves. It looks amazing. She taught me that. Okay. Women are smarter than men, even on lawn care. I thought you say even you. <laughs> you were pointing at me. No, why would I say that? It just made me laugh. That's <laughs> a, because we're getting to know each other, and I can take a joke. And like that, 
the lines in the in the carpet suggest it's clean, and two, it looks fresh. Sure, like somebody the just dander, installed it. That's sure. not the, what's the term? It's not the dander, the fluff, whatever the. It's up. It's pulled right. up. Right. Yeah. The the threads. Is yeah, it? I'm, I'm. Yeah. The somebody, threads. Yeah. yeah somebody. Threads. Somebody's yelling. Carpet. You know, the carpet. Yeah. All the carpet experts out there. Uh, the so, pile. All right. Mitch, you have to set the the pile. Carpet pile. Carpet yes. pile. There Gomer we go. pile. <laughs> US surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Hello, Sandy. This is from Jim and Fonda. Like we, my wife did the whole unclaimed property thing, going back to our other <gasps> story. After she found her late uncle and grandmother among the names listed in the post, and there were a couple insurance policies, it consumed at least 15 hours of her time and around $100 to get birth certificates, death certificates, social security numbers, but it did pay off. After six or eight months, it was decided the money would be awarded to Medicaid. Ugh. My goodness. All that work, and then they just gave it to Medicaid. Uh, but... You don't know if you don't look. Missingmoney.com. But that's an interesting story. Uh, for the 715 on Prime Day, we live in a very rural... This is a sad story. We live in a very rural area. My wife and I were waiting for these days, but I have to edit this. Our internet is down until tomorrow. Oh! You kind of need the internet. No library around? Go to the library. Oh. Or a, a coffee shop. My heart goes out to you, 715, because he did write, son of a... <laughs> And what are the odds our uh, internet goes down on Amazon Prime Day? That would be Aww. the worst. That's that's bad timing. So four one four two thousand dollars Sony TV, which are very nice at Costco for seven hundred bucks. Now that's not Prime. That's Costco. No, but I'm we're talking about getting a deal. Are you yeah. a big fan? Oh, of you don't shop, but you're a Costco guy. Because my daughter has a membership, so I've kind of I cheat the system. But if you don't like shopping, why do you even go with her? To pick up the things that she buys for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I'm talking about, Sam. I actually have bought some pretty interesting things at Costco, including I'm sure. a, a massive gazebo, all wood, metal roof at Costco. I believe it. I yeah. mean, that's one of those, what can't you get there? Literally, this is why I don't shop. And this is kind of a more <laughs> okay. broader topic than we probably started with. I love the fact that I could go online and look up anything and purchase it almost instantaneously. Whether that's a card from the 1950s, a collector card. You mean I'm, overall, not just at Costco. You just mean anything, in the 21st century. Anything, anywhere. Yeah. Matter of fact, you talk about shopping. We get our paper towel delivered to the house now. We get our toilet paper delivered in, in bulk. We don't have to go haul it through the aisles. That's amazing use of technology. Convenience. Convenience is king. And yeah. then wait till you get the drone deliveries. You think that's going to be a thing? I just see kids going after those drones. <laughs> Young neighborhood gangs of kids taking those drones down. They're pea shooters? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Would that be a thing? Do you think drones? I don't think so. I, I was fascinating to hear Dave Spano refer to the, to the burst of AI that is affecting everything. There are people in my circle who are just like meh on artificial intelligence, and it is just to know that it's taking over all sorts of technologies that we're using, but to know that it's also affecting our finances Big stuff. Not just taking jobs, quote unquote, but also affecting stocks. And we're going to we're going to get to the AI thing. All right, we're going to break early. We got a big eleven o'clock hour coming up. Sandy Max, these graffiti on WTMJ. Good morning, Wisconsin. It's WTMJ now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Come give us your thoughts on the old National Bank talk and text line at 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. Now here's your hosts, Sandy Max and Steve Scafidi. Yeah, that's me, Sandy Max, to my radio right. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Steve. Jumping back in the chairs after a little break there. We had a long break for the news, which we appreciate. Eric Bill said thank you very much. 
All right, so if I were to ask you, Sandy, in a marriage, two people, they've been married for whatever length of time, they were, they've been married, mm-hmm. they decide at some point to get divorced. And, you know, it's, it's a common it happens. It's a problem situation in this country, right? Lots, I have family members, friends, neighbors, whoever that have been in marriages, gotten divorced, live wonderful lives, not saying it, you know, it doesn't happen or is a bad thing. You've got to make your own decisions. But the strange case of Bill de Blasio, former governor of New York City, so he's getting divorced from his wife, but they're going to stay in the same house and they're going to date other people, Sandy. Tell me how in the world that is a normal situation. I don't think it is. Can't tell you it's normal. I can tell you that's got to be a big house and a nice house. <laughs> like, just the logistics of is that. Is that they just don't want to give up the house? I would think so, right? They probably got a sweet mansion somewhere in the older part of New York City. And then it's cool. It's like the old Brady Bunch with the masking tape down the middle of, you know, the, the boys' room. My side and your side, do you just have a separate entrance? You don't have to give up the house. I guess. But See each other when you want to. That's it's when you say is it normal? No. No. Of course not. No. Although I do know people that have in my long life, longish life, longer life, I have known people who have been divorced or been married and live separately. I I know people actually right now that someone's in that situation because of jobs or whatever it is. Oh, okay. I was like yeah. that is stranger to me than this. No. But when you say long but if you're saying long distance love, long distance like yeah. I I fully yeah. understand that. No people that do that. A couple of times myself. Like I'm not a judger of relationships. If you if you can be happy, you define that how you want to define it, right? That's my rule. That's what I was going to say like there is no, I suppose there are some right ways and there's some ethical ways, uh, but as far as this relationship, what it's, what I'm inferring from the de Blasio situation, separated, not giving up the house, staying in the house, yet dating while they're still living together, they must be at a point in their relationship where they've just gone, look, the spark is out, we've got so many friends in common, I like you more now that I have... Not that I'm not entangled with you romantically, because I remember after one of my big breakups, it was like, oh, my gosh, I enjoy him so much more because all of his stupid decisions don't affect my life. <laughs> but he's still funny and nice and I still like him. I just don't want my life entangled hmm. in that. I can't make that work anymore. We tried. We tried really hard for a long time. We were not the right couple. But I will tell you, when we broke up and meant immediately, we still had at least six months on the apartment that we had together. So you had to be together. Oh, that was a dumb dis- Like, no matter how expensive, in hindsight, no matter how expensive it would have been to move my stuff, put down a security deposit on a new apartment, it would have been expensive, but it would have been much better for both of our mental health. That's but, a drag. When you're seeing the person oh, you course. just broke yeah, up yeah, with yeah. and you're sharing the same bathroom and you're dreading going home... And you're sleeping in separate beds. It's it, don't try and save the money on six months of rent if you've just broken up with somebody. I think it's awkward to run into people you dated when you were younger. That's weird to me. <laughs> really? I I was doing a speech in Waukesha one. This is a story from like I don't know a couple of years. No, I was a mayor then, so at least six and a half years ago. I'm I'm doing a speech about development or something. The guy comes up to me, and goes, "You dated my wife like years ago." And well, cop- that's weirder. That's not the wife coming up to you. That's the, and he you was, left an impression on here's her. Here's how specific he was. <laughs> So there was a weekend back in the early 80s where I saw on the same weekend Bob Dylan and um, the Grateful Dead. In concert. Yes. Okay. Like, same weekend. It sounds was, like the setup for a joke. Bob Dylan and the Grateful Dead. And I took her to Dylan, and he, this guy says to me in this walk-up after the, my speech, I think his name, his wife's name is Lisa. She goes, 
Lisa wanted me to tell you because he must have told her that he was going to see me. He was a developer or something in that area of, of work. Um, she didn't enjoy that concert. Like, of all the things you could have said all these years later, Lisa didn't like Bob Dylan. First of all, how do you not like Bob Dylan? But secondly, that's what you wanted him to tell me? So the, the, the awkwardness funny. of relationships is something I, I, don't, I don't like any of that. So <laughs> that's, that's funny, though. That, that was is a funny, funny takeaway. What, what was your response when he was like, yeah, by the way, she, that was one of the worst. Well, was it like maybe she didn't like Bob Dylan? Was it really one of the worst dates of her life? I don't know about that, because I remember it as being a fun experience dating young Lisa, and that was me in like <laughs> mid college. Young was incredibly, Steve and young Lisa I was in a rock show. The Stever was a lot of fun back then. <laughs> <laughs> not to look, not to young Lisa. Wow, but so, that, that's interesting, and I, I, I hope he got closure by telling you that. I don't know what he You got, know what I mean? What was like, the point of that? Yeah, it was like, because jealousy can be flattering on some levels in, in small amounts. But if he's holding that and he's like still mad at you because you gave her a he, bad type, that's an odd That's the weird comment. thing. He wasn't mad. Okay. He actually said he liked me as he for my work as that. mayor. He wanted me to know this important fact. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, Yeah. now I have not seen Lisa since those <laughs> days, that she wanted him to tell me that. Okay. Yeah. Boy, she's been carrying that for a while. Well, What's, I went to college in the eighties, early eighties. So, like, honestly, what if you want if, so if you could go back to the eighties and tell somebody from forty years ago? What would you tell? Yeah, what would? You, what's that one burning thing? Oh yeah, like the big comeback that you thought of finally. Oh yeah. Well, Dylan sucked. <laughs> it's like really because no one else thinks that. Do people think Dylan uh, sucks? No, I don't think. Yeah, they don't think he I sucks. Mean, He's an acquired taste. Yes, that's for sure. That is well, that's music. I mean, here, I'm going to lecture on music. Everybody has different tastes in music. We know some people hate Springsteen. I love Springsteen, right? That's not breaking news. That's the cool thing about music. So whether she liked Dylan or not, <laughs> the point of that night was we're on a date. We're probably going to do something after the dates. So why don't we focus on that part? I should have said, if I really want to be an idiot about it, what you think about the rest of the night? Husband of Lisa, but I didn't do Husband that. of Lisa. <laughs> well, I will tell you, back to the de Blasio situation in which they are not divorcing, but they are dating other people and staying in the, I'm assuming, very nice house. Uh, the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620-414, texted in. I have a friend who's been divorced about 10 years, and she and her ex just moved into a home together. Her ex took a job that takes him out of state five days a week, so she'll be with the kids while he's gone. And she'll just do things with friends or family when he's home. But they'll be living in the same home all the time. She's not excited about it, but it is good that the kids don't have to move around anymore. So that's for the kids. But again, like they're, I appreciate it. It sounds thoughtful. I have to think de Blasio and his wife have thought this through. Their kids are older. <laughs> now, the they, interesting yeah. thing about the de Blasio thing mm -hmm. uh, from the piece, the reason she cited as the breakup was politics. His desire to run for president, some of the things he thinks about politics. That's trying on a relationship. Of course. You know, my wife was, for lack of a better... And he wasn't beloved in office. Oh, you're saying I, was, I no, was beloved of No, I said Mayor de Blasio when he no, was... No, Yeah, when he was governing New York, he was not beloved. Kathy never liked the, for lack of a better term, first lady of Oak Creek thing. Because people take shots at flock? you. Flock? She was the flock? <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, we got to take a break here. We're going to continue the conversation. I'd love to hear from you, 855-616-1620. Unusual relationships. I'm pretty standard. Been married for 38 years this year. Yeah, we, we could use your helpful romantic advice. People are going through all sorts of 
romantic yeah, trials dating, and tribulations. Dating and romance tips from uh, yours truly. There you go. <laughs> or, right. or the talking text line. The or, or not. <laughs> we'll discuss after this on WTMJ. Oh, when you start talking about relationships, Carol Kane, you're going to get a lot of interesting texts. Oh, did I just call you Carol Kane? See, that's that's a slip. Sandy Max, first time today. We should have a jar. That's funny. We should have a. Where's our jar? Yeah, a buck in the. There's a buck in the oh. jar. First buck. I pr- I tried to. I'll, I can't promise, but I'll try not to do it again. That's funny. Sandy Max, joining you'll me. hear her again. She'll be filling in on the on the yes. part time filling. So all right, we'll hear so, her again. Uh, a lot of interesting stories. Uh, Steve from Hartford. Divorced for six years now. Our youngest son was a senior in high school at the time of my divorce. My ex-wife and I decided it would be in the best interest of our son to maintain stability for him and live in the same house until he graduated. We all had a conversation regarding the scenario, and this is what worked best for all of us. I had my room, she had her room, and my son had his. That seems like a pretty level-headed way to look at it, I guess. Yeah. And that's where, again, we were like, we're not judging. We're just exploring this idea. But if I love families that can find re- reasonable resolutions and uh the catalyst for this whole conversation is former new york mayor bill de blasio and his wife shirlaine mccray separating now they've decided they're going to still stay in the same house which me i'm like i i really want to see a photo of this house because they obviously don't want to give up the house but they're going to continue to live in it it must be large enough that they can live their own lives and date and then the other part of this is she shirlaine mccray in Essence Magazine, I had a big profile on her, and she originally, I shouldn't say identified, but was lesbian. So I would call her bisexual now. So yeah. there's that layer to this. So maybe he's like, date all you want, because you're not going to be dating the same people I am, or vice versa. I don't know. So are they so friendly that, like, let's say they both have dates, they're and they friendly. both show up at home, and they're like, so you'd like hang out together as like two couples? And that would be very mature and adult- Hanging out in the kitchen See, around the island, drinking wine. Sure, I don't think people behave that well in those kind of situations. Maybe I'm I'm naive. Tex joins us all the way from the great state of Florida. Hi, Tex. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I had two friends. I had two friends of mine. The one guy was married to the lady. They divorced. He married the other guy. They all three lived in the same house. The two guys worked together, went fishing together, went to bars together, did everything together. Wow, <laughs> that's a that's mature. That's open minded and open hearted. And they got along great. They got along fine. You would never, never know that that was the situation by looking at them. Tex, thanks for the call and thanks for listening all the way from Florida. Yeah. You know, the thing interesting about that is if you work it out and it works for you, I have zero problem with it at all. You figured it out. You've made it work. So is there a classic definition of how relationships should be set up? No, not anymore. As long as it's, hey, shows that respect and communication, that's the key there. Yeah. If everybody's happy, then okay. Nobody's so, getting hurt. So that one was two guys, one woman, right? Is that mm-hmm. what he, Yeah. That's, that's what, yeah. And they went hunting and hung out together. <laughs> okay. Interesting, interesting stuff. <laughs> um, somebody kind of asked this in a, in a different um, different way. What What is the, um, like, how do you do finances for all that stuff? There's like three people. In all, so like three people on one account, three separate accounts. Like, how did, would you do all that? See, that's the part that would bother me, like not knowing all that stuff. Well, there's a lot of people who just want finality and closure. Yeah. I mean, most people, when they get divorced, they're saying goodbye, right? For, I understand the kids part. Sure. But if you don't have kids, you say goodbye to someone in the, in the formal way that a divorce is, because typically they're not happy endings, right? <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be getting divorced. 
you kind of walk away. You do your own thing. You don't revisit it constantly with like your, hey, here's my new whatever. <laughs> Doesn't it? Is that normal? But again, what is normal? But it, I just want people not to get it hurt. So you're kinder than <laughs> I I want to be fair to people. Uh, and by the way, uh, someone says you rock. Just wanted to pass that Oh, wow, nice. Um, Mike joins us from the state of Illinois. A lot of long-distance callers today. Hey, Mike. Good morning, Steve and Sandy. Welcome, Sandy. Oh, thank you, Mike. Yeah. What's your you thoughts on... I Lynn Bramer earlier. Um, as I've told Steve, I kind of toggle between uh, TMJ and... Uh, BBM back in uh, Chicago, and um, they were talking about, maybe you even mentioned it because sometimes I'm on the phone for work, so I can't hear everything, but um, there's some kind of uh, event for Lynn, honoring Lynn, that I heard on BBM today. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I wanted to tell you that. Well, thank you. I will look into that because I'm still friends with a lot of people that I used to work with in the 90s at WXRT. It was a great group of people, so I will tap into into my circle and see what I can what I can do. My mom lives near Chicago, so it's an excuse to get there. Okay. Do, you, do you have some romantic uh, advice to share as well? Well, it's interesting. Um, it, I think it happens more than I, I realize because um, I've met some people, and I guess um, there's a lot of my peers that are uh, starting to get divorced. They're, you know, Kids are grown and stuff like that. Um, but the first one I heard about was um, one of my littlest sister, who actually lives in uh, Greendale now, but uh, she grew up you know, in Chicago suburbs like me, um, one of her best friends, um, her parents were literally apart, but they kind of kept the, for lack of a better word, charade going for the benefit of their daughter. But the day that she graduated high school, he left. And I guess this was in the works all along. But I mean, I think, I mean, I was shocked by it. I know my parents and sister were, I can't even imagine how her friends felt. I mean, that just seems bizarre. Um, I don't know how long they were living together you know, not being together. Um, but I think it happens more often than we know. Thanks wow. for the call, Mike. You know, the weird thing about that, why upstage graduation? Day? That's what I would say. That would crush the soul of your graduate, wouldn't it? That just doesn't seem fair or, or even right. You know, wow. Are there people living in relationships situation. that don't like each other? Welcome <laughs> to America and the world we live in. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I mean, just read any magazine or newspaper in the country. You'll read stories about that every day. And by the way, in the worst possible scenario, that's why Dateline exists. Because if you've ever watched Dateline, it's a husband and our wife killing each other because they're in a new relationship. That's every Dateline for the last 20 years. That's the reality of it. Quick break here on WTMJ. Thank you. All right, breaking news. We'll, talk, we'll spend a little bit of time talking about it because we're going we're gonna to spend more time tomorrow, either me doing that or you with a, a guest host, if I get a call for jury duty, which is... I'll find out tonight. Pins and needles. Pins, Pins and, and needles. needles. Exciting times. I can't imagine walking in there and say, we want you to be on this journey. I don't see that happening. I do. You're really? a smart, accomplished man. Who wouldn't want mm, you on the jury? You've got some crazy opinions we don't want on our jury panel. Thank you. I don't know that they... Enjoy well, the... What is it? $20 you get? Something like that? I had jury duty... I was called for jury duty in December in Milwaukee County, and mm. I believe it was... Either $17 or $22 and for what, my one day. And what did you use that $17 for? Tucked it right into savings. Did They they gave you an actual check, right? Yes. Oh, which, Mailed it. Which nobody gets anymore. So it felt tangible. It felt good that I'd done my civic duty. And I'm telling you, the women that were running the show on that uh, December day, two women who were pleasant, friendly, professional, had it down, communicated well, told people where to be, when to be. It was a very well-run organization. So we'll find out. I'll find out tonight, and then you'll know. So either I'll be here 
Or someone else will be, but you'll be, you'll be here, Sandy Max. <laughs> yes, we'll be here, and uh, we're here for you now. There will be much more about the new uh, sales tax vote, as you just heard from Eric Bilstad, and we have more. Yeah, the only thing surprising about it was the 12. I thought 10-5. I, I had some teammates here that said it wouldn't pass, so that is surprising. The, the thing that's interesting, though, about this, they had to pass it, otherwise they'd be in really serious financial straits. They're going to sue for the right not to have to do some of the things that are built into all of this, right? Not having SROs, some of the other uh, restrictions on how this money could be utilized. You said they. Milwaukee Common Council. Very good. City of Milwaukee will sue. So that's their outs. I am surprised by the number, but as I said, we'll get probably into much greater detail as we will throughout the day. Here so yeah, the, the projections were that it would be 10-5. Like yes. They were just yeah. going to get the two-thirds that they needed. Yeah. And no surprise, I think that's the right way they should have voted. And we know that Westmoreland voted yes since he told his constituents last night exactly how he was going to vote, which disappointed some constituents who thought they might be able to change his mind. Um, We got a lot of texts on the on the relationship thing, and we and we could literally spend hours talking about that. I'm I'm fascinated by people's relationships and all the crazy stories. And I guess the message of our culture is the culture is changing when it comes to relationships, right? Traditional, what was normal, traditional. I I hate to use the word normal, but yeah, traditional. Traditional is probably better. 50 we years ago mm-hmm. is not now. I mean, there's way more people living together, right? Oh, yeah. That's very common. So, I'm one. You're, you're one of those. <laughs> yeah. Share a little bit about that story, if you want to. Oh, well, what do you want to know? So you have chosen mm. to live with your partner. My man. Instead of being married to him. It, it's, it's how it's shaken out. Yeah. It's not a firm, like, I don't ever want to get married. Um, it's just kind of how it's shaken out. Mm. Uh, we've been together 24 years now. I call him my boyfriend, but he certainly uh, is a man. You know, it's, it seems well, silly to call together, but so. Exactly, but it just seems silly at some point to keep calling someone your boyfriend. So I kind of wish there was a better word for that. But uh, he is the love of my life, and we started dating when I lived in Chicago. So we were doing long distance then. then you think that's how, why... It- well, then we moved in together, and we planned to get married, and then I got another job in Chicago, so did long distance then. So you're the problem. <laughs> I am. I am the problem. So it just wasn't ever a priority, if right. that makes sense. And, yeah. and I guess after two long distance terms in our relationship, we've been through the test, and then we went through the pandemic. That was another test. So I think we're true blue. We're solid. Um, I think we do own a house together. I was going to say, I think we enjoy traveling. Like We'd rather spend our money on that. And then here's the other thing. At this stage in our romance with our friends being together almost 25 years, when you get married, for the most part, you're starting your new life together. And people are excited to send you on your way after dating for a year or two years. And here's some great crockery. And here's some great kitchenware. Like, nobody wants to give me that now. And that's the kind of stuff that that I could use. I love this idea because that's not the norm. You get married generally and you get all that stuff, but you don't have that. But you're saying, I think what you're saying is, yeah, I'd kind of like to have some of that well, stuff. Well, only because my stuff is worn out. I've <laughs> had that stuff. stuff. For tw- yeah, I can use some new Something stuff. That, the wheels are turning. Something to think about. We'll take a quick <laughs> break here at WTMJ Now and WTMJ. <laughs> Steve and Sandy. Sandy and Steve on this Tuesday edition. Yeah, we're not starting on Monday. We're What? That's how I know you're not an FM DJ. <laughs> That's ZZ Top. You wait for the... <sighs> yeah, no. I do. I like my music. Mm-hmm. I don't need someone to hand me the music they like thinking that I would like it. That's what 
FM radio is. Oh, for heaven's Come on, sake. it is. Like, I, was, I did sample, I, I don't want to say the station. I was driving in my truck. Okay. And I was listening over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And in the course of two or three hours, I heard the same song like three times. Like, I don't need to hear the song that much. True. Yeah, too much. That's True. just me. I haven't worked at a radio station that's played that frequently. All right. We were talking about relationships. In a long time. We were talking about relationships. I was out with for dinner, uh, to dinner with my wife, Kathy, I think it was last Friday. Mm-hmm. Lovely restaurant. Papa, Louis, Papa Luigi's in, in Cudahy, Leighton Avenue. Love the restaurant. Yeah. And I want to out the waitress, but she, she called me like a lot of like uh, what I would term lovey-dovey names. Sweetie, honey pie, different versions of that when she would address me. And you're with Kathy. I'm with my... She's sitting right across from me, not next to me. Oh, oh, there's two things here I want to ask you about. Oh. The couples that sit next to each... You have a booth. <laughs> the couples that sit next to each other, mm-hmm. I don't get that. It seems awkward and weird because you're, you're making it harder to eat dinner. I get that you love each other, but we, we assume that because you're out to dinner together, don't we? And if you want that physical contact, you can just kind of play footsie under the table. Stay home if you want. You don't have to go out to get the food and go home. You can do whatever you want. But I can understand the physical contact you want to be next to you, but it, yeah, it makes it more difficult to, like, when you're sitting across from each other, as we are, you've yeah. got the eye contact, you've got the connection, so you can hold hands across the table. Inside baseball, but because I do a partner show now, I have to... Do you want to sit next to each other? <laughs> no, I have to look at you to, to kind of have that, yes. which is a good thing, mm-hmm. but it, change, it changes. All right, so what I really want to get to, though, <laughs> is it appropriate... And this is for all of you as well, 855-616-1620. Is it appropriate in this day and age to call someone sweetie pie, honey pie? There was a bunch of other ones that I've forgotten. Maybe my wife Kathy's listening. She'll... So, it was, But it was your your server's way of banter. But, but appropriate did it make or you, not? A... But it did make you feel uncomfortable? It just was weird. It, was, there she a, was, was there a hair flip and an arm touch? No, she was very nice. And she was a great server. I just... I didn't need the little uh, extra accoutrement verbiage. I didn't need it. I'm guessing, as a server... She wasn't from the South. <laughs> oh, I, I, I was going to say that, but you would have mentioned that. That's what I was saying, because I've lived in Atlanta and Kentucky, and I've heard a whole lot of sugars in Georgia, and I say, hon, when I don't mean to. I think that's a Southern thing. Okay, hon. Ooh, that was a co-worker, not a hon. Oh, ooh. <laughs> But I feel like if you're in the hospitality business, as you're as a server, you are working for tips. You want people to have a good experience, want them to feel welcome and friendly. I'm guessing that your waitress, especially because she didn't do with the hair flip and the arm touch or seem to be, you know, standing in front of Kathy, wedging her out of the conversation. <laughs> like she's not there. That she feels, yeah, that, that your that. server felt like she was a wonderful she server. She was making you feel comfortable. I gave her a generous warm. tip. I just, we, we actually had, when she left, we had a conversation about it and we both thought it was kind of weird. You and Kathy did? Yeah. Okay. But that, so that's, I don't, you, did you ask if it's inappropriate? Yeah. I don't think it's, in a, I don't think it's really? inappropriate. Really? I think it's overly familiar, but I don't think it's inappropriate. Now, here's what's funny. I think if you said that to her repeatedly, that's creepy. That's inappropriate. This, this young woman was like in her early 20s. And oh, I'm, even better. I didn't even think to ask her age. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't even know that that matters. And I would have almost excused it if she would have been like our age. 65. Yeah, and, yeah but I'm not 65. Why do you say No, 65? no, I just mean like an older woman. That's why well, I don't care. I'm digging the hole. I'm digging the hole. But, All right. But a woman of... Of a generations of service. Yes, it wasn't that because that then I oh yeah that's how you used to do it or whatever sure. blah blah blah. I just thought like it was flow, weird. Flow, kiss my grits. Yeah, little, you know what was that was the show Flow right? Alice. Alice, that's what it was. And yeah. Mel's Diner. 
Things that we know, things that are lodged in our brains from way back when. But no, I don't think it was inappropriate. But so did what was Kathy's assessment of the service? She shouldn't be doing it. Oh. Yeah. Not not in like a mean way. Just it's like, oh, that's kind of weird. Again, lovely server. Chipped her well. I'm glad. Food was amazing. It always is at Papa Luigi's and Cutty Layton Avenue. Uh, my friend Sal over there. Um, but I just thought it went too far. That's it. I, I was, it made me uncomfortable. Is that, is that, I, and I think that's fair because I, I guess I feel like it gets flipped. It flips like men to women often. But on the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1624, says, Ick, I hate that whole honey thing. It's condescending. And then 262 says, I really dislike it when store clerks, waiters, anyone calls me in terms as you describe. That's Walter in Mount Pleasant. Here's the, here's the thing mm. that I haven't mentioned. Uh-oh. I got that. Kathy didn't get the honeys, sweetie pies, all that stuff. I got it. No. It wasn't like both of us. It was me. Hmm. Now, I'm, yeah. an, I'm an interesting, fascinating man, but... <laughs> <laughs> you bring that out in people. <laughs> and, you know, it is... It is it's like not like a negative. It's like, oh, she has a pleasant opinion of me. Yeah. You were just getting good service. You just didn't know it. You just didn't recognize it. So you think that's it? It's like this, this layered... Oh, so... Th- I think she perceives. I, think I would guess something. that she perceives it as a professional friendliness and I think, doesn't know that it's. Where's creeping. the Where's the bell? Ring that bell. That's exactly. <laughs> that's a great point. I think you're onto something. That's a server tip to increase tips based on friendliness and and familiarity and warmth yeah. and making you feel welcome. That's see, my guess. See, I didn't think about that. All right, we're being warned that we have to take a break. And I Hold listen, to producers, don't. even though they they don't wait for me to stop talking. <laughs> They just start launching breaks. So I will talk until he's ready. Charlie, give me the Be thumbs nice. up when you're ready. He's not ready yet. So we can talk for a little bit. Charlie's a rock star. You've heard his many musical I'm, selections today. Look, Be nice. I know I made it's it day hard. One. I know I made it hard on him there because I, I kind of cued to the break. And then I, I kept talking. But sometimes we do that because that's what live radio is. We have fun with it. We goof around. I'll tell you what Vince Vetrano and I are doing tomorrow night. You want to get to that or you want to no, wait? we'll do it next. Uh, all right, we'll do it next. All right, so here's the deal. We we alluded to this earlier. Tomorrow, the second day of WTMJ, I may not be here. If you didn't hear that earlier, so I'm because there's a trap door under his seat right yes, now. <laughs> yes, ready to launch, failure to launch. No, I I reserved your for Milwaukee County, so I will find out about five thirty tonight whether or not I actually have to go to the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I will do that, and then I will inform you that I will be either here or not here. If I'm not here, you'll have Annie Schwartz here. Who's For a, sure. Who's a, a regular Wednesday guest, and, and everybody loves Annie. And Melanie Ricks from 101.7 The Truth. I just was going to say that, the yeah. Ray of Light. Mel is amazing. She joins us every Wednesday, Wednesday with Mel, and she's their topics are incredible and always fun. So that's kind of a look at what might happen. I firmly believe I will be in this seat tomorrow, but we'll see what happens. All right, I'm beginning the thumbs up that we can now go to break. So we will officially go to break when I stop talking. You are making me crazy I'm in love but I'm lazy So won't you please come home I like that song. What is that? What, what's the uh, the artist of origin? Do you know what it is, Charlie? It's the Beatles. That's the Beatles? Doesn't even sound like the Beatles. See, I don't know everything about music. You're clear. I just embarrassed myself on the air. Wow. I didn't well, recognize... it's a deeper cut, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know every Beatles song. I know every Springsteen Clearly. song. Clearly. I know every Springsteen song. <laughs> Test me. No. All right. So you are doing something very unique tomorrow night. It is unique. 
Yes. That's not just croquet, it's speed to croquet. And you're, is Vince involved in this? Vince Vitrato and I are on a WTMJ team to help raise money for Penfield Children's Center. It's the inaugural Penfield Children's Center croquet match at Esterbrook Beer Garden. It's tomorrow afternoon, 4 to 7. If you want to come out, cheer us on. We'd have a laugh. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you are busy, totally get it. But the whole goal is a fundraiser. And if you text the word match, M-A-T-C-H, like a croquet match, to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620, text the word match. We'll send you the link if you want to make a quick donation to Penfield Children's Center. But, you know, like anything, it's creative fundraising. What do you know? the fun in fundraising. Yeah, and we'll get to Penfield because they're an amazing organization. What do you know about croquet? It's British-ish, isn't it? <laughs> do you know the rules? <laughs> yes, we got a training session. I believe his name is Keith Anderson. He's kind of the king of croquet. There's been a croquet club for decades that play in Lake Park. Really? Yes, and he is a master of the sport, and we had fun with a quick orientation uh, downstairs at Third Street Market Hall here. And uh, I learned how to hold the croquet mallet properly so I can get the leverage, swing that straight back and forth. And I don't golf, so golf doesn't mess up my croquet swing. Interesting. So I would, I would prefer if like you were going up against Vince, Vince, because I could cheer for you and you could like whack him out of the. Yeah, no, we're gonna because it's speed croquet. You each person takes a turn, so you're just trying to kind of crack a lacka mm. those balls through the wickets as fast as you can. Is that an official croquet term, crack a lacka? Because I've never heard that in the. Uh, the ESPN uh, broadcast of the croquet league, if there is such a thing. Croquet balls are hard like billiard balls. They make that kind of crack-a-lack sound. It'll be very fun. It'll be fun. It'll be satisfying. And I also think this is a double-edged sword with Vince Vetrano. I don't think he's played croquet before. No. Which means he doesn't have an advantage, but I think he is. his reputation is that he's extremely competitive and likes to win. He'll elbow you aside if he needs to. Let me just put it that way for you. He may have turns for me, so that way I don't mess it up. So Mm -hmm. we'll see just Mm -hmm. how fun-loving he is. Let's talk about Penfield. I like having him on my team. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he's very very competitive. I agree. So talk about Penfield. Great organization. Really. A decades-long service here to families who have children with developmental delays or disabilities. Their staff there, their volunteers there treat all these families like families themselves. And when you have a special needs child, you don't always know that's coming. Sometimes tests tell you that, but you don't always know that. And they serve everyone in the community. And there are so many heartwarming stories that I could list them out. There are too many to tell, but they have made such a difference in so many people's lives. Is there a donation link or, or you said mention people can go watch? You can get WTMJ.com. We have the event information there and the donation link. Uh, If you want to text Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. You can get the link to make a quick donation there to Penfield Children's Center. Uh, the real fun part, though, is going to be out and about Esterbrook Park, Esterbrook Beer Garden, now, tomorrow be- starting at 4. I love the beer garden thing. Have you seen the forecast? I have, and mm-hmm. I don't know what our plans are, rain or shine. Do you have a rain bonnet? I, I, was, yeah, I, I do have some wellies. That's kind of British, oh, isn't there, it? Some boots, yeah, some yeah. rain boots. Uh, but... You know, we're hearty souls here in Milwaukee. First of all, welcome the rain. I know the farmers need it, and I know our our lawns and gardens need it. And the whole goal is to fundraise. So if you can't make it out, if it does rain, for heaven's sake, toss a couple of bucks 
to the Penfield Children's Center through MATCH. 855-616-1620. Text MATCH, and we'll uh, set you up with that link. You've been here a short time, but you've done some pretty significant work on that side of the business. You had your great blood drive. That was now fun. Now you've got this. Yeah. That blood drive kicked Let's butt. make a difference in the community. I'm very... Thank you for letting me say thank you again to everyone who came to donate blood at the Milwaukee County Zoo a couple weeks ago with the American Red Cross and Gruber Law Offices. It was my very first WTMJ Cares program, and uh, American Red Cross was thrilled to report it was their biggest blood drive at the zoo so far how cool is that 318 units were donated so thanks to everyone all right we have gone through our entire show i made two mistakes you were clean (laughs) what does that tell you i make i'm the mistake maker no we're getting into the groove that's what it says (laughs) she's sandy max i'm steve